When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Pirates Podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Dumpf. We have a special guest in segment two. Jake Krause of MLB.com is going to be here and we're going to review our our preseason predictions to see which one of us actually knows ball out out of the two of us. Can't possibly have two people who know ball. So we're going to figure that out. But first, I, I want to talk about Ben Charrington's year and media availability, which was held Friday morning. Wrote a couple stories for it on DK Pittsburgh Sports. If you haven't read them already, go check them out. But this is just more a tangential thought of something that he brought up a couple times, that Derek Shelton has brought up a couple times at the end of the season. And that is the desire to get swing and miss pitchers. And that's, that's a bit... Curious because we we heard that in 2020 and 2021, but 2022, we saw a noticeable shift to the sinker, staff-wise, staff-wide. And that isn't always a a case of, you know, the the race seerage-isms of, okay, everyone's got to throw the sinker. Some of it is a lot, who did they acquire? And a lot of them are sinker ballers. Those pitchers tend to be on waivers a little more often, and we all know how many times the Pirates went to waivers to build a bullpen or, you know, get that 26th guy on the roster. We also saw, you know, JT Brubaker emphasize it a little more. We saw Mitch Keller start to throw one. Will Crow emphasize the sinker a little more. So there are some tangible differences there. But with the exception of David Bednar, there really isn't a full-blown strikeout pitcher in that bullpen. There are definitely some guys who can get strikeouts. You know, Crow got a good amount, Robert Stevenson. But there really isn't that big strikeout pitcher. And even whenever you look at some of the guys they've acquired, Holderman, Yari De Los Santos, you know, younger guys who could be part of the back end of that bullpen, they're also sinker ballers. So I don't know how much of this is they have found all these sinker ballers and they realize they have to diversify their bullpen. And that was, that word has was brought up, diversify. You know, this isn't, you know, sinker's bad. <laughs> We're not at that level of analysis, but it's what do you do whenever you target so many guys over the course of a regular season you have a, a decent you know pool to go from here but it doesn't really match what works with the rest of the league every team needs some level of swing and miss in their bullpen and the pirates don't really have a lot of that maybe that changes if someone like johan oviedo doesn't click 
in in the rotation, and you know he gets moved to the bullpen again, or 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 something like that. But there's a catch with all of this. If you want swing and miss, everyone wants swing and miss. That is a lot more expensive out on the market. Sinkers right now are cheap. That's why the Pirates are able to find a, a couple fairly effective sinker ballers over the course of the year. Even if someone like Tyler Beatty doesn't work out for the long run, Tyler Beatty at least gave some quality innings for an extended period of time for the Pirates in 2022. Even if the experiment didn't work, you'll like where the headspace was at. I don't know how they can acquire swing and miss without signing free agents or making a trade. And this is a team that does need to add to their pitching group. They also need to add to the offense, but you always need more pitching. And this team has so many. It has some spots where you're like, you could feel good about some of these starting pitchers. You could feel good about some of these relievers, but you don't have a full staff of 13 guys and really it needs to be 20 at least to get through, you know, a course of a regular season. They don't have that full staff yet. It's got to be more expensive, either in terms of prospects surrendered or or players surrendered, I guess I should say, not just specifically prospects, or dollars spent. And I don't think dollars spent is, th- this isn't the offseason for it. Reading between the lines of what Cherrington was saying, it, it kind of sounds like uh, the Pirates have to show tangible improvement before they will get a, a sizable increase in payroll. We always wondered, like, could, could the investment come beforehand if they really feel confident? Not saying no. We didn't explicitly ask that. It, it, it wasn't, but it, it's just reading between the lines of, okay, probably need to show something first. Relievers can be affordable, but whenever you target those swing and miss guys, guys with swing and miss profiles, I guess I should say, for not a lot of money, you know who you get? You get Heath Hembry, who did profile as a swing and miss guy who is affordable, and that very famously did not work out. So either A, you sign a couple guys like that, B, you put maybe a few more eggs into one basket, or C, you roll the dice with just like a Hembry again, in which case, are you really making this team better for 2023? Are you doing what you have set out, what you have publicly stated that you need from your pitching staff? Can you support them that way? I don't think this is a one pitcher fixes this whole problem. If you want swing and miss, you got to get it from a couple different sources. That's going to cost either players or money, or you're going into 2023 without properly addressing an area that you have identified as where you need to get better. We're going to take a quick break here. We got a lot of Jake content, and hey, that's what I'd tune in for. So <laughs> Jake and I are going to go through some uh, pretty pretty okay at times. Sometimes pretty good, sometimes pretty bad predictions from the 2022 season.
and welcome back to the Pirates podcast to be named later. Back in spring training, Jake Krause and I came up with, or I came up with, a list of 12 over-unders for the 2022 season. And we said we're going to review them after the season's in the books. Jake is back on the show. Jake Krause from MLB.com. Jake, how's it going? I'm doing good. My tummy kind of hurts. I eat lunch at Sheets, but otherwise I'm good. <laughs> it was great. Dr. Pepper barbecue wings, baby. Oh, my God. Okay. This is going to be a good episode. I'm, I'm feeling this one. I'm feeling this one. So, like I said, we took 12 uh, categories, 12 stats here, over, under. I listened through them again just to say right off the bat. I mean, we were pretty even. I'm going to have to recount, you know, what actually happens. But the general theme I got out of it was whenever Jake was wrong, he was barely wrong. And whenever I was wrong, I was spectacularly wrong. So I'll, I'll let you decide who here was was right out of the two of us. Who, who is the true winner if it's based on merit or entertainment value? The first one I had was O'Neill Cruz would hit 25 homers this year. You said yes. It said actually 27 as a specific number. I said no. Small sample size. He was kept down there too short. He just didn't get the chance. Yeah, um, I, I, I couldn't have. I mean, I, I could have guessed he was going to be he was going to be held back for a little while. I didn't know it'd be for as long as it was to the point where we had to like delete watch tweets and stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, that kind of kind of messed with my prediction. I did I did like the pace he was starting to get to though, um, especially when he started making more contact. Um, but yeah, I. It- he had 17. If he had another month, he would have hit 25, I think. Because I think the, so. the pace was really picking up at the end. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I mean, the, that was – the home runs were less of a question for me. It was more about the errors. And I, I don't know. I watched maybe one-fourth of the season's games, and um, I didn't see as many errors as I thought people thought that I would see. Um, so that was always the bigger concern for me. But, yeah, the home run pace was kind of – I figured he'd hit a few out just because whenever he hits it to like a doubles in the gap length, he's going to hit a home run because he's on no cruise. You also had him hitting a couple home runs in Yankee Stadium, which I don't think he did, but that, I, I liked where your, where your, you know, inspiration was at that. Yeah. If he were in the ALEs, he would have hit one there, but no. Yeah. Not in the, not in, I, I, I produced one of those games and it was absolutely demoralizing watch. So yeah, it's hard to do it with that kind of energy. Speaking of shortstop, Kevin Newman leading the teams in innings played at shortstop. You said yes. I said no. Cruz ended up taking it, which, I mean, we didn't know, A, that Newman would be hurt for so long whenever, you know, Cruz was not up anyway. So he missed out on a couple hundred innings right there. And I think we all kind of thought that Cruz would get some, you know, actual playing time in the outfield since that was one of the main reasons why he was cited as needing to be in the minors, you know, in, in spring training. So I, I, I'm right on this one. It's it's two oh me, but I, this is another quality miss. I liked where your headspace was at. Yeah, I, I just I, I didn't necessarily want them to do this, but I did think that they would try his arm in the outfield for some amount of games whenever, you know, 
I mean, playoffs were never really a question, but once they were finally like totally eliminated, like why not try it out um, based on what they said before? So that was kind of my thinking and that that would probably put them pretty close to neck and neck, but did not turn out that way. Happy for him though. He wants to be a shortstop and I think most Pirates fans want him to be a shortstop. That would be incredible yeah. to have a six, seven shortstop. So I will take this loss because it, it means something good for the Pirates in my opinion. A loss I took. This one, this one was pretty bad. Cole Tucker over under 81 starts. He 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 didn't even make it past May. No. That, that was no. that was a big old whiff on my part. I was I was all in on the swing changes he had made. And boy, boy he keep abandoned the left-handed swing before he even left town. Like that was a whole lot of bad in that pick right there. Yeah, when I was doing the uh the 2022 Pirates Sporkle that you made. Um, the reason I remembered Cole Tucker, other, I mean, Cole Tucker's a memorable guy. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's yeah. a, he's a Let's good Let's start off with that. Yeah. yeah. But I was, after I got the obvious ones who had played all year, I was going back and I was saying, what were the, what were the ridiculous storylines? I remember randomly popping up whenever I filled in on the visiting coverage. And I remember the day I came in and it was like, Cole's going to be a left-handed hitter. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> so I, that's immediately went to my mind as one of the, the players. So, um, I hate that that's, that was my last memory of Cole as a player was trying to become a left-handed hitter and seeing was it, was it a left-handed hitter or a right-handed hitter? I don't remember what it was. It was one side of the plate. And yeah, was it was like, one side. I'm doing this. I think it was right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Tells you how long ago it was. Yes. Uh, we both missed this one. Brian Reynolds would be the Pirates only all-star, but we both said, made two other points to it. One being uh, we both thought Ben Nar had some shot yeah. at it, which I, I'll give ourselves a little round of applause right there. Uh, second, I, I said there was like a 5% chance for Mitch Keller, which I I'm going to let that bet ride for 2023 because he pitched at what, like a three low three ERA for the second half of the season. I, I, I think that's not a terrible odds. Oh, 5% let it ride. You you did qualify that you quote didn't see Yoshi quote maintaining no. last year and becoming an all star. So no. congratulations on that one. I guess <laughs> that was a bold take by me. I'm very brave. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mitch is an interesting one for next year because um, if I if I'm remembering correctly, which like all star, I mean like it's fun. You get everybody who's really good all together, but it's probably one of my least favorite like major events of the year, just because I like, I like the actual on field, like competition matter stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I think pitchers, uh, they aren't voted on except maybe the starter. Um, So he has a good chance because it would be, uh, or not fan vote. So it would, he would have a good chance. Yeah. He would have a good chance because it would be baseball, like seeing who was doing the best versus fans being like, Oh man, this guy with a five ERA, everyone knows we need to vote him in because everybody knows him. But um, yeah, if he continues on this pace, he'll have a shot at it for sure. Have you ever covered an all-star game or any festivities with it? Um, No, I have not. Uh, I think the only, I'm trying to think, I, I did a couple of unique events. The only one that's sticking out to me right now is the Little League Classic. Um, but I, I definitely didn't do an all-star game yet. Um, and they weren't going to send me to LA being from Pittsburgh. So yeah. <laughs> there was no chance of that. It was, you know, no, we've got a long off season to fill here. I, we're going to have story time. 
on this right. podcast, listeners, before you know, it's all it's all said and done because that was an experience and a half. <laughs> it's one of those now that it's done. It's like, oh, that was great living. It's like, no, I don't like a lot of this. <laughs> so uh, we both got this one right. Would Brian Reynolds finish the year as a Pittsburgh Pirate? I will say you were a lot more uh, wishy-washy on this, but we both said true. That ended up obviously being correct. I don't want to say anything more than that because we're going to hear another year of, of Reynolds trade rumors throughout this winter. That's I've got to say, like, half, I got a full half point of my GPA in college by being wishy-washy and getting the right answer. So this is on brand for me. <laughs> there we go. Um, another one we both got right. Mitch Keller would have a sub four ERA. We believed. We believed. <laughs> now, I, I said 5% all-star game. You qualified high threes. Which, yes, it was in the high threes. So you were right, but you didn't have to do the man dirty like that, Jake. I mean, I, I just I didn't think it would click immediately out of spring training. I, I didn't. It didn't. Um, now, I, I didn't know of all the changes that would come about in the season. If I knew about all that, I would make more than I make right now because I'd probably be, you know, on the Pirates pitching staff. But, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I was really happy for Mitch. He was he was, I mean, I, I was only on the beat last year. And you could see just, you know, how frustrated he was by, um, you know, going out there throwing similar pitches to what he's always thrown and, and it not being quite right. Um, his slider looked very straight. His forcing fastball looked even straighter. It just looked like a dart, um, which for some pitchers can work if you can complement it. So you know, I, was, I was happy to see him mixing that sinker and get a little bit more movement and get some outs that way. Yeah. And the new slider and just – Good season overall for Mitch. Like I said, I like the 5% odds of him being a 2023 all-star. This is my worst miss. This is, I, I let Jake in on this one, and he's he's smiling at the, like the butcher's dog at the moment. I, I want to remind the listeners that Jose Quintana looked very, very bad in, in spring training, and I started to wonder, like, okay, there's always that is he working on stuff or is he just washed and i was not 100 convinced he was just working on stuff so i said he was going to make 12 or fewer starts and boy was i wrong that is a big old whiff i am burrowing into the ground like a looney tunes cartoon uh jake Jake took the the easy false and, and the easiest point he's going to get this entire competition. I don't want to talk about this one anymore. <laughs> this is this is like when, when we ask you in the press box if, if someone is safe or out before we see the review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, it's I, am, wrong. <laughs> I am absolutely horrible <laughs> whenever that happens. Like it's a it looks like a bang bang play. I'm like, he's safe. And they're like, Alex, he's they're not even reviewing. He's heading back to the dugout. <laughs> You didn't make I, any arguments. I do love that you picked uh, less than 12 starts, and then it turns out not only did he make as many starts as he did, he also got his walk-up song played three times whenever <laughs> he returned to BNC Park. He ended up being like the most beloved person in that clubhouse. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this one, I was wrong. You got it right, but I'm going to just credit it to an outstanding betting line. Nobody gets 20 saves. You said nobody would. I said Bednar would. Bednar finished with 19. Mm. That's 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 just the line getting me right there. 
Yeah, and he and he had that the the workload and the injury and stuff. So you were probably on you were on track to be right. But listen, I know how crazy the season can be. 162 games is a grind. Yeah. Yeah. He if he would have a healthy another week, or if they just weren't trying to, you know, if they just would have made him the closer in April, you know, what whatever. <laughs> like I'm not better about that one. No, no. You know we don't like to put labels on stuff, Alex. <laughs> On July 1st, this is my favorite one. March Alex was inspired. July 1st, O'Neill Cruz, Rwanda Contreras, Travis, Travis Swarty, and a wild card on the top 30 prospect will all be on the major league roster at the same time. I said true. You said false. Swarty obviously wasn't on there. But here's the deal. You thought Swarty was. You weren't buying the fourth person being a wild card. You know, on the 30-man roster, you said that it was going to be someone off the roster, which I need to check this, or not on a 30-man list. I need to check the roster back then. I'm pretty sure Bly Madris fit that bill exactly right then. So that that is a hell of a pull on your part. Meanwhile, we were talking about uh, the Josh Van Meter trade, and I said, quote, I think Josh Van Meter is here for a good time, not a long time. And I was a solid over two in that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't say for sure because I don't remember myself in March. Myself in March was a very different person from myself right now. Uh, but I, I, I think I felt that Bly had a chance. I didn't know he was going to be the one, but I knew that he he was doing he was uh, doing well last year. And then we saw how he was doing at AAA. Um, so I, I thought he would he would get a shot at some point this year. Did I know it would be on that date? I can't pretend like I would have known it was on that date. I probably at the time was thinking it would be like a reliever or someone that they yeah. had to call up to yeah. for a spot. Yeah. A, so. a year de los Santos or, or someone yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I can't say for sure I knew it was by, but I knew he had a chance. So but Travis, I believe in you. This one we both got right initially, and then I I I guess we had agreed too much by this point, so we did a bonus point for it. It was someone in Altoona makes their major league debut this year. That obviously happened. We both got that right. And I said, would we have a Rodolfo special mm-hmm. of someone who goes straight from Altoona and spends a long time in the major leagues? You said no. I said yes. Jack Sawinski is this year's Rodolfo special. Point goes to me on that one. I'm, I'm not keeping track of him tally here honestly didn't know he went from double a to mo i didn't know that actually Hmm. yeah he went down to indy for you know a month or so afterneath but he spent you know a solid three months up here they could have called him jack sawindy did they ever call him jack sawindy i don't think they did (laughs) your talents we like justice justice is a good dude he's a good beat reporter but your talents are sometimes missed on the beat there Oh no. Yeah. I, uh, I could, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess if I would have thought it would have been anyone from double A to the majors, it would have been that, uh, like, uh, Mason Martin was at double A and figured out something with a strikeout rate and got promoted instantly to see what he could do. But okay. you said, you said Gonzalez would be maybe the guy I said, Peggy. Oh yeah. We over Piguero did come up for a cup of coffee. Yeah. But I, I, I don't really count that one, but yeah. We, we got – I took the wrong route but got the right answer 
on that now, one. Now I think I remember what I said because it would have been the point of like O'Neill and Orancey got like one or two games at the end of the season. I thought maybe yes. they give Gonzalez yes. that if he was doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that they didn't with any great logic by me. I'm gonna stand by as a it's part of me is still a little surprised Andy didn't get the call. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty short amount of time at double A, but he was doing so well. It's like, what's the harm? He what's needs harm to be added the to the roster anyway. Do you, do you yeah. really need to hold on to True. Jose yeah, Godoy yeah. another week? Yeah. <laughs> like the 20,000th major league player, baby. <laughs> That's, I couldn't believe whenever you told me that. Uh, this one we don't know yet. It was, does Key get a gold glove? We both said yes. He'll be nominated. Mm hmm. I, without looking at the stats and only going by this, the, the random fielding Bible and stuff, stats I had heard throughout the like late season, I feel like he will get that, but I can't say for sure what other players have. I, I mean, the, the numbers were so good. I just feel like it's on, it's on par or above what a gold glover at third base would usually do. So, yeah, it's, it's, He's going to have the analytical edge with it, and that does yeah. factor in, but it's still primarily a coach vote. And I think Arenado still has the the name recognition. So I, I, I'll weasel out and say he doesn't win this year, but he could. It's But odds aren't good. I'd say about 5%, same as Mitch Keller being an all-star in 2023. I hate the name recognition thing. You know me. I'm, I, yeah. I'm sure that oh, – I do too. He, when you logged onto the podcast and said Jake Krause is joining me, I'm sure there are like 70% of people who just went, who the hell is that? So, you know me. <laughs> I'm not big on name recognition. I'm going to edit out your name. <laughs> <laughs> joining me is writer. <laughs> <laughs> joining me is pirate knower. <laughs> Ball knower Jake Krause. But he got the last one wrong here. Oh. And this this one got my favorite response, which was, will the Pirates finish not in last place? To which you gave about a three-second long exhale in response. <laughs> the longest sigh that we've ever had on this show. So congratulations for that. You said they would finish in last. I said fourth, just ahead of the Reds. And guess what they did? They, they finished tied, but through virtue of tiebreaker, they finished fourth in front of the Reds. So that's a point for me. I remember updating the the injury file for the Reds when I covered for them this year, which I think I did twice. And it was it was like a it was like a manifesto length. Like it was a <laughs> lot of I'm not saying that all of them would have contributed to beating the Pirates, but like Mustakas was like constantly injured. And um I think India Sinzel were out for time. Or Sinzel was definitely out for time. So there were guys who I was like, man, if they were they were healthy most of the season. They probably would have been ahead of the Pirates, but yeah, it was it was a tough look for the Reds. Um, I, I I enjoy covering them though, so at least even though they were a last place team, they were, they were a joy to cover. So by my count, that makes it four four. I don't think you like I said, all four of your misses were so spectacularly close. Yeah, <laughs> and then I say Jose Quintana is not making twelve starts. So, you know, you live some, you lose some. I gave you the form at the end to give a bold prediction. You said Vogie was going to steal a base, and he good. didn't. He, he did, took the extra base, though. He did triple. So for that, <laughs> his first professional triple. So for that, I, I, I'll i give you the bonus point for that one. 
So Ty goes to the runner. Ty goes to the writer from MLB.com, Jake Krause, who now officially knows ball more than I do. Yeah, um, I think I think we all knew this. I think we got blinded by the follower count, but I think you know this just proves how much ball I actually know. But uh, yeah, you know, I just want to I want to thank my fans and I want to thank my family and uh, I want to thank the Pirates for doing a lot of what I expected them to do. So, <laughs> and that and now it's postseason baseball time, and I am just constantly watching teams who like their fifth starter is probably someone who the pirates would have targeted as a number one in free agency. So yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. No, that we, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's another podcast. Actually, we have a little show left, so I'm going to make you give a hot pod, a hot postseason Ooh. take here in a little bit. We got a little com- couple commercials. We'll be back here in a second. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later. Jake, I need a bold prediction from you, man. What's happening this postseason? Um, so I, I was I, I told Alex before um, that my hot take at the beginning of the, the podcast was one of these years, it's just going to be two teams that you didn't expect to do it. It was going to be the Cardinals and the Guardians. Well, we already know the Cardinals are out. Um, and the Guardians, I think they finally got like their first hit with runners in scoring position just now. So... Not great. Uh, my actual hot take that pro- has a possibility probably is um, the Astros are kind of on fire right now, and uh, all the talk is on Alvarez, rightfully so. He's hit some huge home runs. Um, I think that they make it to the World Series, but uh, Pena becomes – their shortstop becomes the, the World Series MVP. Um, I, I think that on that stage – if they face the the Braves or the Dodgers, both really good pitching staffs, maybe maybe holds Alvarez in the park, then Pena's contact skills and his speed and fielding makes him a really good candidate to be an MVP type. Um, but then again, you never – I mean, wasn't like Howie Kendrick, like the NLCS the MVP or something, like he had that huge series against the Dodgers. Like you yeah. never know with these things. So that's why I think Pena might have a chance. I mean, yeah. He probably he probably won't end up being AO rookie of the year, but he will probably defeat J Rod and the Mariners and then go on to to the to the ALCS and maybe the World Series. All right. That's not my hot take. That's just saying the progress to get to that point of the hot take of Pena being the MVP. Whenever Jake is proven wrong, I need you all to tweet at Jake Krause MOB about how he doesn't know ball and it's it's actually me. I'm the one. I, who actually I just want to point the coward's way out is to not give a postseason hot take. So, yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is illogical to play the game, so don't play. <laughs> Jake, thanks for coming on, man. Always, I uh, I'm gonna go take some tums. <laughs> go eat a gecko from now on. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you find five podcasts. You'll find this one here too. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again next week.